Hello, it's the Brother 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 Podcast. I'm your host, Wyndham Lewis, and I'm here with my brother, Christian Lewis. It is a Brother Brother Podcast, and today, after a little close to a month of being shut in, we have built the perfect playlist for uh, this occasion. It is the Plague List. Christian. For all of your quarantine needs. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a, a, an incredibly boredom-inducing, boredom-enhancing uh, three or four weeks of, of quarantine. Um, and you would think that we would be more productive and get more podcasts out in that amount of time. Um, but no. But alas, like everybody else, <laughs> yeah, we've, we've somehow managed to fill our time with, um, with, uh, with well, Tiger King. less useful <laughs> activities, yeah. Like everybody. Um, and actually yes, growing exactly. an unwanted mullet that uh, that I you know that I can't get rid of just, uh, without it just feels so natural. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I am starting to look like Grizzly Adams and uh, <laughs> starting to feel feel smell like it. I'm starting to smell like <laughs> the Tiger King looks. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. Uh, yeah, I think that that's that's you know if you never really have anywhere to go, um, I, I think it sort of changes the changes the priorities. Um, it's sort of like but, being uh, back in a writer's room. It's like nobody, you know. It's like eat all day, drink all night, uh, you know. Forget to get a haircut, don't shave. It's, it's kind of like work. Yeah. Well, you know, this is actually a pretty good segue into uh, into our playlist, um, and I think in in honor of your uh, uh, newfound you know Re- patterns of resignation, um, I'm going to start by putting on uh, "So Fresh, So Clean" by Outkast. Nice, nice. Yeah, that is uh, <laughs> that's not where I am. Um, yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a funny. Uh, so the the playlist basically we are going. Um, with we're building a perfect playlist for the plague, and um, you, you, I'm kind of shocked how how uh, fertile the fields are here. Um, there are so many songs that lend themselves to uh, the 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 notion of being isolated or ill or uh, and, and Slayer's case dead. In, uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean between between the grotesquerie of of sort of you know, uh, the, of, of like a, a plague of pe- or pestilence, um, uh, and, and how well that sort of like, uh, combines with the metal world. Um, and then just the general feeling of like loneliness and isolation <laughs> experienced by basically every other band. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you've got a pretty, pretty, pretty yeah. strong showing so, here. Yeah, I'm just, and so, you know, that, that move where like, in, in poker where they just push all the chips in the middle of the table. It's like, I feel like doing that with the entire Radiohead catalog. It's like, or, yeah, or Joy Division <laughs> was the other one. Yeah. Like, uh. um, so, uh, so with that, I think, I think you were, you were discussing like a couple of songs, um, that, you know, are so obvious, um, that they need no mention and, and really, you know, they, they should be the sort of, uh, the anchor weights at the, at the, you know, start of this playlist. Absolutely. So did you want to? Well, do you want to put a couple of those? I on? think pole position was. Uh, you know, as soon as we decided to put together a playlist, um, all three of us hit picked the same song to, to kick it off, which was "Touch Me, I'm Sick." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 just there for the taking. Yeah, I mean, it was written. Um, uh, you know, something along the lines of 30, 
33 years ago for this very, you know, for this, ex, you know, exclusive purpose. Um, but there are some, there were some creative ones. I was, and, and actually I threw it out to some, some people on social media and they came up with some, some really good ones that we hadn't thought of, which is kind of fun. Um, you know, we, we, you know, the, the, the obvious, you know, there's a ton of like easy pulls like sick, sick, sick by Queens of the Stone Age and you be illin by the Beastie Boys. I mean, you be illin by uh, Run DMC. Um, but I was I was kind of impressed with some of the uh, with some of the things that people uh, came up with um, that we hadn't thought of, like uh, government flu by the Dead Kennedys. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah, um, isolation uh, by John Lennon, the Plastic Ono Band. That is not the isolation that I had on there. No, I had isolation. You and I both had isolation (laughs) by uh, Joy Division, as well as Transmission uh, by Joy Division. But uh, Germ-Free Adolescence by uh, X-Ray Specs. Ah, that's a good one. Yeah. I was kind of impressed. Too Late to Die Young by Beach Slang. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Homeward Bound, a song that is completely antithetical to what this means, but it's a great <laughs> yeah, title. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, those are those are those are kind of fun too. There were a handful that, that fit into that category actually. Yeah. Um, Tired of Being Alone by Al uh, Green. I think So Fresh and So Clean actually probably falls into that <laughs> exactly. category. Sick of um, Myself by Matthew Sweet. Yep. So, so let's see. Uh, so starting with, um, with your sort of, uh, your first pick, what would you, how would you like to start this? Um, I don't know. I kind of, I want to kind of, let's, let's go with the, uh, the, again, I think, you know, just a, you know, sort of, uh, an addendum to what we were just talking about. What was the, what's the one that you hadn't thought of where you like smacked your forehead and were like, no shit. Um, what was like the the cleverest one that you hadn't thought of yourself? Oh, um, hmm. I think oh, probably "Waiting Room" by Fugazi. Ah, that that seemed like a pretty good uh, a, a pretty good pick. I think that was yours originally. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and just one that I totally totally missed, but um. That punched, you know, kicked yourself for it. Yeah, and it just seems super, super obvious. Um, then again, that's also probably because "Give Me the Cure" is another song on I, thirteen which songs I didn't think that of. actually like yeah. even more. I mean, that was like <laughs> talk about like being, you know, uh, proximate. You know, talk about being like within yes. transmittable distance and not think. You, you know, were like you were right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Somebody say, you know, like I said, I put this out to some other people, and a friend of mine, uh, Andrew Robinson, came up with "19" by Paul Hardcastle, which I completely, you know, I was like, "Fuck yeah, that's great!" It's like completely repurposed for this terrible song, but still kind of a funny yeah. thought. Yep. Um, let's see. I think Jeremy had submitted a couple um, as well that I thought were that I thought were pretty on point um 
do you remember which those were? He had. Uh, I don't want to give any of yours away. Oh no, no, no! He had some really good ones. Um, the world's a mess. It's in my kiss by uh, X. Oh yeah, X. Um, Stay away by Nirvana. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, everybody, you know, sort of simultaneously came up with "Don't Stand So Close to Me" by the by the Police. And then decided not to put it on any playlist. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Can't Trust It, um, which I thought was a great one that Jerry came up with. Yeah. Um, also one of my favorite songs. So um, that was a, that was a fun one. I had a, I had a couple that, um, you know, it, it's like one of those, uh, uh, you know, you sort of, um, once somebody says something, you kind of get on a roll. As soon as, like, somebody talked about... Um, fresh and you know when you said fr- so fresh so clean you know wash me clean by Katie Lang wash by Bonnie Bear uh, again another song that completely uh, repurposed for this one the funny thing was I was listening to um, you know I was actually listening to this playlist and uh, race for the prize came on and it actually sounds like it was written about this oh really by uh, Flaming Lips you know yeah. What? Uh, Two scientists uh, are racing I for the <laughs> for the cure that is the prize. Um, oh, yeah. That, isn't that about heroin? I just assume all their songs are about heroin. No, actually, era. I don't think so. I think it was more <laughs> of a of a legit, you know, sort of straightforward. Oh, that was uh, Spider Bite. Spider Bite is definitely about uh, uh, somebody lying about heroin. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it, there's you know, like I said, there's a there's a bunch that uh, a lot of heavy metal songs fit this description. What what are some of the best ones that you came up with on that front? Uh, well, I think you know, starting with with Sabbath, um, Sweet Leaf was the first that stuck out to me just because it begins with that iconic, <laughs> 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 um, which is so satisfying, uh, and of course repurposed in Sweet Loaf by butthole surfers um but uh but really you know i think a, a pretty a pretty great choice and and also reminded me how much i like hearing black sabbath on playlists and like kind of never do um it's it's certainly uh i think certainly going through a period of of being underrated um uh more broadly so yeah we'll um, see if ozzy may- or maybe we'll see if ozzy makes it through this yeah yeah, he's he's a pretty good draft pick for the Celebrity <laughs> Death Pool, um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think um, you know similarly like in the same sort of vein of, of heavy metal, you could go with uh, "Sick Again" by Led Zeppelin off Physical Graffiti, um, and you know I, I think yeah, Slayer, Anthrax, and and Metallica have to be like um, the Holy Trinity favorites to. Yeah. Uh, what else would constitute something? I had Run to the Hills by, uh, by Iron Maiden, which is sort of... Uh, yeah, I think that's a, that's a great choice. Yeah. Um, I had... Uh, there was a few pretty good ones. There was a... I, what was the... Um, there's Cough Cool uh, by the Misfits. Um, there's... Uh, um, Bad Medicine by Bon Jovi. Oh, great choice. There's also, um, uh, 
I need a doctor. I need get a, me a doctor. I need a doctor. Uh, ben Halen, which is someone get me a doctor. Someone get me a doctor. Yeah, I I have to say, like uh, I was listening to this the other day, and and um, uh, Bad Medicine by Bon Jovi came on. I'm like, that's a pretty goddamn good pop song. <laughs> I'm a little little embarrassed. (laughs) I mean, but then again, I've been inside for a month. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like... Heavily. I would kind of... I'll remind you of this when it's all over. I would kind of be friends with anybody at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think... um, I was sort of like... I was was enjoying thinking about, um, you know, the, the way you could sort of like... Misappropriate rap songs for this purpose. So, um, I think that the general uh, attitude of social distancing is is um, you know consistent with with some of the better like more uh, more outrageous um, and and sort of like attitude uh, drenched rap out there. But um, move, bitch, get out the way by Ludacris was was definitely. Uh, definitely a top choice for me. Yeah, I, I uh, snagged six foot seven foot by Lil Wayne. I know one of your favorites. Um, not a, yeah. not about social distancing, but um, it does work Should as a be. social distancing song. Might be, and uh, Might be. I think Jer- and Jareth. I, I, I would I would say in the same vein, uh, masks off by uh, by Future. Um, oh, nice. Just like wholly appropriate, but like. Totally not about that. Yeah, mask on. It's actually like several several layers of um, several layers of meaning in that in that song. So, uh, but but yeah, an all around good one. Yeah, if you were to like assign a song, let's have a little you know, assign a song to everybody at the Rose Garden press conferences. Uh, you know, you talk about um, you know Dr. Anthony Fauci. What would his theme song be? Uh, um, hmm. That's a good one. I, I would say perhaps he gets helped by the Beatles. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, yeah, I would say that, uh, Dear Doctor by the Rolling Stones. Uh, yep. The my pillow guy. Um, I think. Uh, what is what does Pence get? Pence. Well, yeah. Uh, um, uh, I think with the shape. Sh- uh, hospital beds. Hospital beds. <laughs> uh, I think. By Florence and the Machine. Yeah, I think that's a good one for him. And. Uh, um. I think uh, Boris Johnson gets my iron lung by Radiohead, or or Panic by the Smiths. <laughs> yeah, um, I think uh, Mayor De Blasio gets Ghost Town by the Specials. I think uh, Donald Trump maybe. Um, I mean, or uh, maybe who gets who gets schools out by Alice Cooper? I guess that's De Blasio <laughs> or DeVos. <laughs> I think um, for uh, for for nearly uh, nearly in, in instigating a riot by you know public oh, schools right. in New York City. That's right. Yeah, and then we get um, 
you know, uh, the, the Naval secretary yesterday, um, who was, uh, you know, blaming China, trying to, you know, sort of shifting focus gets uh, batted out of hell by uh, meatloaf. Oh yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Um, and then there's, uh, Boris Johnson, who, who gets get me away from here, I'm done. Don <laughs> Sebastian. Yeah, he, he gets a whole lot. He gets a raft of them. Um, lung yeah, by sure uh, Dinosaur Jr. My Iron Lung yeah. by Radiohead. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, um, and I think Trump just gets Epidemic by Slayer and Around the World by Daft Punk. And Corona <laughs> by the Minutemen. And Corona, but yeah. <laughs> and Don't Fear the Reaper, depending on which day it is. Yep. <clears throat> it's, uh, yeah, the whole thing is, I mean, it is, I have to say, you know, I threw this thing, to, we threw this thing together, and, and it actually works really well as a playlist. I mean, it, you're never, you're never really feeling down or, or dire, given the, the songs on here. It's pretty wild. Um, yeah, no, it really is, uh, it really is a good, good choice, um, uh, or good, good category, I think, um. And not a very challenging one, I've got to say. I like the sort of thematic playlist. Like they're they're a fun, um, uh, a fun sort of like, you know, mildly competitive format. Yeah. Um, I'm forgetting what competition looks like since I haven't seen sports in about eight weeks. But yeah, they're um, they're actually um, televised. Well, they're televising all the you know a bunch of old shit. Um, they're they're pumping out esports, which is you know painful and. Um, I guess the most competitive, you know, sort of, uh, you know, the competitive nature of, of sports is, is sort of, um, you know, devolving into, um, you know, anything that you can bet on. And that's, it's like uh, sort of uh, where the next hotspot is or, or whatever. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what people who gamble do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Take me to the hospital um, by the faint. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Um, that's a that's a personal favorite. Um, I actually saw them last year at uh, at Bowery Ballroom, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, Jared and I, um, I we were talking earlier, but um, Jeremy and I went to see a show the night before the lockdown, and you know, having starting to have that sort of creeping sensation of uh, you know. Uh, the you know that, that sort of first five minutes of a horror movie, but we went and saw a great band called the Murder Capital at Once Ballroom in Somerville, and uh, sadly for the Murder Capital, who I I think were sort of poised to to you know really jump off the page at South by Southwest, um, one of the many events that's been canceled. But um, you know they they sort of proudly announced that this was their first show in their first U.S. show ever. Um, Ouch! Also, their last U.S. show ever. Yeah, uh, but a, a great live show, and I, I would, uh, I think, um, you know, if we're recommending things, uh, you know, check those guys out. They're a Dublin-based kind of punk band, but I think they're gonna, you know, they they ripped it live. I think they've got a couple years under their belt um, touring Europe, so uh, I, I, they just seemed like one of those bands that was going to get a ton of press at South by and Coachella, and yeah, that's all been they mixed. were they were definitely definitely poised to be um, the sort of 
you know, shame of this year. Um, uh, or, you know, I, I think, yeah, they, I mean, they've, they were sort of being slotted in as, as like the, the, um, successors to a, a sort of wave of very good post-punk bands that have come out of the UK. Yeah. Um, Fon- and sort of a couple of whom have, have broken out every single year. Fontaine's DC. Five. Shame. Idols. Yep. Um, yep. I can't, you know, my my brain is short-circuiting, but um, check them out because they were really, I, they killed it live, and it was such a bummer that that was going to be their last show. We didn't know it at the time. I mean, the other sort of anecdotal piece was that, you know, it was uh, we were sitting at a at a dinner table before, you know, we were at the dinner beforehand, and, and there was like six Harvard students sitting next to us, and one of them got a text, and he's like, oh, my God, you know, Ari has it. And... Uh, like they were celebrating like they had just won bingo or something. Um, it was really kind of freaky. Like they were so excited to be part of the story because their, their buddy had it. And um, the next day they canceled school forever, as you know. Yes. So how That's is it right. down there? No, I go. What's that? How is it down there? I mean, how's the school thing? It's it's pretty empty. Um, I mean, so many of the students were, were sent home uh, that... You know, it's it's really just graduate students left, um, and you know, you walk down the street, it's it's reasonably quiet. Um, but you know, every school building is basically closed, um, so you you wouldn't really know that there's anything going on. I suspect this is what it's like during the during the summers. Um, although with even less sort of you know local business and commerce, because it's sort of all the. Uh, all your daily errand shops are basically closed. Yeah. So, no, it's uh, weird. It's a it's a whole new way of of. I mean, I wonder. You know, really I, I wonder what the long term. Well, I wonder what the long term ramifications are for for music and um, you know, I mean, promotion. You're seeing all these bands well, doing like live sets on on uh, you know in their living rooms. Yeah. So I actually, I mean, I I think that in some respects. Um, you know, hopefully that's a that's a lasting legacy of this. I mean, I, I sort of like the idea that, um, you know, bands are, are a little bit more comfortable opening practice spaces and, um, you know, turning turning their sort of routine into into a performance. Um, I say that I like that, uh, but one thing that's crossed my mind is that you know, when you sort of when you become universally accessible. Um, and accessible sort of at all hours, does it take away from, um, you know, how special uh, a performance is? Well, and, and sort of, you know, have, having those, like, very deliberate sort of... Um, appointment. You know, yeah, punctuated moments of, like, um, uh, of, of really sort of trying and performing. And, and the other thing is, like, it just it completely eliminates any, like... Um, sort of interactive element to it. Uh, like, there's no way of performing on Instagram and, you know, feeling the energy of a crowd. Yeah. Um, it's it's a little bit like, you know, I always think about this when, when watching, like, the Tiny Desk concerts on NPR because I, I find it it's so fascinating that, like, you have to remember that everybody who's up there is performing for ten people. Except for um, Lizzo. So, <laughs> except for Lizzo, who was performing for, yeah, a hundred. Um but it is kind of a kind of a funny um, context, just because you know, 
like their energy might be so mismatched to uh, to the to the crowd, um, but in a way that's usually pretty amusing. Well, it, it it favors a certain you know look and sound too. I mean, there's nothing that sends me further away from a, a venue than you know the parentheses solo acoustic. Um, you know the sort of I'm gonna make money off this tour by not having any uh, accompaniment. And um, you know that that's like, but you love James Taylor. Yeah, that's that's my like my least favorite thing. It'd be like I've seen like a couple of people who can really put who have the like charisma and energy to pull that off, but not that many. And so these you know living room concerts, fill in the blank basement, you know rehearsal space, whatever, um, they're almost inevitably solo acoustic numbers, um, given that you have to distance and uh, and um, you know not piss off your neighbors. So um, I'll be looking forward to hearing full bands uh, when the world comes back to normal. That's one of the things I yes. find, you know. And in the meantime, I'll be comfortable. I'll be perfectly happy listening to like Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah. Um, just because it's, it's, it's appropriate. Well, it lends to itself to it. Yeah. You know, and that, that's yeah, if, if anybody can like, if there's ever been like a proven track record of performance in that context, it's like, Great, bright eyes. Yeah, like, wise you know, blood. There's, yeah. there's somebody who can. Yeah, totally. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's not quite the same for, well, I, for for the slate of bands that we were talking about earlier. You know, Shame or Idols or Murder Cap or Slayer. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> who are aren't they on their farewell tour right now? Need more xylophone. Yeah. Um, no, it's it, uh, there's been some. I mean, I haven't I haven't been paying as close attention as I should. But um, who are some of the, the sort of more notable people that you've you've stumbled upon? I know Wilco is doing a fair amount of, of like opening their rehearsal space, um, you know, to live cameras and stuff. How about you? Have you stumbled upon anything that you've been particularly keen on? Uh, I mean, so the last one I watched actually was Phoebe Bridgers, which I thought was very good. Um, NPR has a great uh, resource for this, like, and they've been publishing um, live concerts on a daily basis. So sort of aggregating everybody's stuff? Yep, exactly. They've just been, they've been pulling together, you know, any, and Oh My Rockness has been doing this as well. Yeah, Brooklyn Vegan um, I saw was doing it. Yep. Which is kind of great. Like, I mean, I think it's important to keep some sense of normalcy, you know? Yeah. And I sort of appreciate that, like, the music world is, is doing its part to keep people entertained and keep people at home. Um, and, you know, there are a few good places to think about. Uh, you do not, I don't actually have them at the ready, but you don't have to look very hard to figure out where to donate um, to help support artists which is probably yeah I think um, there's a lot of probably pretty useful right now yeah it's tough it's got to be you know it's got to be a, um, a painful um, year for not exactly a large rainy day fund to begin with no it's a, uh, sort of in, in a lot of cases it, it uh, I think you know with the exception of like major rock acts and uh, you know like there's there's got to be a lot of hurt being put on people right now. Um, festivals are being canceled left and right. You know, Boston Calling was canceled the other day, um, which is no surprise, but it's still uh, troubling. It's still, you know, it's painful. Uh, that was, they had a really good lineup this year. Um, 
you know, had you, did you have any summer festival plans or are you? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I was, I think the Rage Against the Machine Run the Jewels, um, show was, was pretty exciting in July. Um, which is not exactly a festival, although it is for <laughs> you probably feature a lot of similarities. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but uh, I was probably most excited about that of anything this summer. Other than that, you know, like, look, I always face the same temptation to go to sort of GovBall or, or um, you know, like uh, the Pandemic Fest, sorry, Panorama Fest. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, I think, like, those are, you know, pretty clearly out of the question this year. Um, I don't think, uh, I was headed to Coachella. Um, what that meant, the the, uh, the easy joke there was that they traded one virus for another. Um, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, uh, I think, yeah, I was, it's, you know, I've got, I still have tickets. I am looking at, you know, I look at my calendar in the morning and I'm like, Oh, I'm supposed to see disc tomorrow and I'm supposed to see, you know, uh, beach slang next week. And, uh, none of that's happening. I'm supposed to see Amel and the Sniffers in a couple weeks. That's not happening. Uh, I did, you know, uncharacteristically buy a few tickets to a couple events that are are pretty far out. So I wonder if that'll happen. I mean, Wilco's touring with Sleater Kinney. Um, I don't know if you knew that, but, uh, you know, I grabbed tickets for that. I grabbed tickets for Nick Cave and Wise Blood. And uh, I have tickets for Kraftwerk Midsummer. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well... I'm I'm excited to see the um, One World Together at Home concert uh, later this month. I don't know if you've you've followed that, oh, but I, it's uh, not familiar. Oh, it, it's gonna pull together home performances by like Lady Gaga, Paul McCartney, Casey Musgraves, Lizzo, Billie Eilish. Charitable. Um, uh, I believe so. Kind of a live. I'm not sure kind of what the charity is. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, all of those, you know, all of those folks were on tour just now, so. I know. Um, I know, uh, it's brutal. For some reason, Elton John's, like, Australian-New Zealand tour was the one that I heard the most about for reasons that I can't well, explain. Well, he did, a, he did but, like, a living room concert last week that he pulled together, and I don't know that it was, you know, I don't know that it cleared a very high hurdle as far as um, participation went. But, I, that, again, I'm, I'm flying blind on that one. I, I heard it, that it was going to happen. I didn't hear about anything. Uh, retrospectively, yeah. so I'm guessing that it, you know didn't sort of have the pull that he was hoping. It's kind of cool though. I mean, it, it's a it's a when else would you ever get to experiment with this kind of stuff? Um, and you know, I wonder if one of the beneficial lasting effects is just that y- you you do get a little bit more. Um, sort of intimacy and performances and like you know it, there's, there's just something different about letting people into your home yeah um to to watch you perform and um so i, I think uh you know I, i'll be curious to see sort of what what you know um periods of songwriting like this is induced in certain artists like we're not you know we we see how it affects performance today but we don't necessarily see how it affects the music itself yeah um, and for band you know for punk bands that aren't practicing together um it may be that people are uh you know forced to do sort of more solo and individual songwriting yeah um you've also got to think that 
unfortunately, a lot of bands probably won't make it through this. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean from a health standpoint, uh, and, and, you know, not, not that kind of like morbid observation, just the fact that like, like you got to go back to work and it's expensive to tour and like, you know, there are going to be a whole raft of groups that like couldn't quite survive the, um, the layoff. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and so that's kind of a ancillary byproduct to consider yeah. as well. Um, yeah, it's, it, it'll be interesting to see who comes out the other end. And if somebody, you know, if somebody goes full Bob Pollard and just writes 10,000 songs this week. I'm sure somebody will, and that's kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, excited to see who that'll be. I feel like uh, somebody like, you know, Sandy Alex G is going to come out with, like, six albums. Yeah, exactly. King Gizzard and the Lizard <laughs> like, Wizard's going to put out 47 <laughs> albums next year. Yes. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Ty Siegel. Uh, yep. And maybe uh Yeah, I'm sort of Axel waiting Rose. for that to happen, actually, like, right now. But I guess it's a tough time because you can't... I mean, people are probably thinking about... Like, a lot of the release schedules were probably postponed. I'm not actually sure about this. Some of them. Some of them were pushed up. Some of them were pushed back. It, you know, it sort of yeah. depends on what kind of hype cycle Sounds. you need. We were talking last week about Dua Lipa, you know, uh, which, who, who put out a phenomenal record uh, two weeks yeah. ago. And, um, you know, that obviously was poised to be, like, a number one hit. And I'm sure it is and, and will be, um, just be you know, just on the strength of the of the record and, and um, you know, the press that she's getting, but it is it does, you know, take away from all of the publicity that she'd be doing. Yeah. No, it it's definitely a tough call, I think. Um, do you move it forward to take advantage of people's time, you know, maybe added time to listen to music? Uh, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it's so habit dependent, Mm -hmm. right? Like people listen to music in their cars or they listen to it, um, you know, on their commutes or like it really, it it depends for a lot of people. And so, you know, um, how about you? What what is it like for me? It's, it's, I am test driving more stuff because I'm sick of everything I'm listening to. Um, and just sick of everything. Yeah. And sick of the, you know, (laughs) 17 walls that I get to look at every day. You know, but so, yeah. you know, looking constantly for, for more TV and, and film content, podcasts, but also just throwing on new records and letting them fly because I'm, you know, kind of sick of stuff. stuff, stuff. Yeah. How about yourself? Um, no, I'd say I'd, I'd probably do the same. Um, I, I think, you know, it cuts down on the time that, <clears throat> that I spend sort of in transit, which is where I listen to a lot of music. Um, but I also... I don't tend to listen to new stuff um, when I'm in motion just because it can't really, you know, I can't give it really my, my concentration. Doesn't sink in. Um, so that tends to be something that, that gets saved for home anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting question, and it's not really clear to me, like, how it averages out. I don't know that there's, like, a clear... Um, you know, whether one approach is clearly right or wrong... Uh, as far as like publicity for for an artist is concerned, do you you know how do you how do you weight the need to get them um, 
a tour like to back up an album release um and so yeah no it's a, it's a difficult call um hopefully it doesn't well even even you know sort of like you know take a microcosmic element of of the publicity cycle and and just think about like late night shows you know late night variety shows um colbert or yeah. jimmy kimmel or whatever i haven't watched any know. of those how are those doing well they're they're all from home now but i mean if you think about it a lot of bands you know cycle through that and you know newer bands play Corden or or seth myers and more established bands play kimmel and and colbert but you know there's um it's harder to to sort of rein in viewers now so i think probably fewer unknown bands are are getting booked um and even so they're having to play from home like last night i I didn't see it, but I noticed that like uh, Jim James was playing Colbert. I mean, he's got a built-in audience. They're they're probably in terms of their booking going for people who can bring viewers rather than having viewers introduced to something new. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I would guess that that favors also people who you know uh, are already able to make this a full-time living. <laughs> Um, yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, kind of, kind of excludes, as you said, the the smaller groups that are um, getting discovered on those shows. Although, yeah, I, you know, it, I feel like ratings for everything is probably going to go up in this period, right? I would think so. Um, I mean, I would assume that have. it just has a blanket effect of like boosting television watching. Absolutely. I mean, I certainly has boosted mine. Although I have to say, same similarly for. You know, listening to new music, I, I I have a tendency to you know watch movies I've seen before, or, you know, um, check out stuff. And, and right now, I have no appetite for the familiar. I, I keep wanting to see new stuff, and you know, to the point where I'm really sort of test driving a bunch of of kind of obscure crap. Um, you know, I'm like, oh, there's a new uh, female African James Bond called Queen Sono on Netflix. I'm going to check that out, you know? Yeah. Where ordinarily I'd just plop down and watch a bunch of Alexander Payne movies that I've seen a dozen times. Yeah. Well, do you want to take a quick break and come back and uh, talk about what we're listening to and and a couple of things on the playlist? All right. Yes, I do. Back to Brother, 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 where today we are talking the playlist, and uh, we were adding songs, um, some of our favorites that that are appropriate to the coronavirus pandemic. Um, Also talking about some of the effects that this was having on the music industry writ large, Um, and of course just the effects that you know it has on like how we're actually uh, how we're actually consuming media. Now we we've also set this up by saying that that we're um, pretty pretty big experts on uh what's on tv these days um and uh 
although Wyndham, I guess you usually are as so. I mean, maybe we'll we'll start there. Um, what have you uh, What have you been listening to recently? That's funny you should ask. Um, I continue to to motor through Sick in the Vile, the Churchill book by Eric Larson, and um, I think what I've been listening. You know, I did a deep dive into a couple of like very specific. Uh, periods of my younger life. Uh, I checked out a couple movies from 1981, um, and uh, a couple that I hadn't seen that were kind of always um, lauded as as classics, but you know, just things I hadn't gotten around to. So I watched Reds the other night. Warren Beatty, uh, writing and directing debut, I believe. Uh, really good movie. Uh, Warren Beatty, Diane Keaton, Jack Nicholson. Um, about a uh, the head of the American Communist Party back in the day, and uh, I watched Gallipoli, which I thought I had seen but had never seen, um, which was uh, an Australian war movie from ni- also from 1981, um, which is sort of Mel Gibson's um, launch as a as a movie star. Um, not that that was uh, the selling point, but. Uh, Good war movie, and um, you know, trying to go back and 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 watch some of the uh, watch some of the classics that that passed me by that I never took time out to see. How about yourself? Uh, well, I would say as far as what I've watched lately, that's that's good. Um, started season three of Ozark, which I realized came out. Um, about a I finished it last night. What's that? <laughs> I finished it last night. Yeah, it's it's terrific. Um, I you know I think this show like it continues to be. It, I'm about halfway through season three now, and it continues to be. I think um, sort of one of the uh, better, more engaging sort of crime noir dramas. Partly just because like the setting is is so unusual, um, and just you know generally good, likable characters. Um, it's not a, a you found a likable character in Ozark? That's great. Yeah. I mean, you know, absolutely. Or at least they're characters I want to see. Um, yeah, exactly. would like to be. Uh, so, I mean, it's it's not... I'm trying to think of a good example of a show where I really just act, like actively dislike... Maybe The Tiger King. Um, <laughs> where I actively <laughs> just dislike everybody so much I can't spend any time around... Like, I just don't want to be in that world. Um, yeah, no, I hear you. Whereas this is something that keeps me coming back uh, pretty pretty regularly. So um, I've enjoyed that a lot. Uh, how about the playlist? Um, you want to add a song to the playlist? Go for it. Add a song right. to the playlist. I'll throw on uh, Sunglasses by Black Country New Road, which is a relatively new song, but a very, very good one. Ah, very nice. Well, I will... Um, counter that by throwing out something old. Um, I'm going to throw on uh, something in the air by Thunderclap Newman. All right, nice choice. So a uh, a one hit wonder from from uh, forever ago. So yeah, it's uh, that's where we're going to leave it. Cool. All right. Well, I All like right. this playlist. We'll definitely uh, we'll definitely get it together and and put it out there. Right away. Yeah, it let's, is, um, let's put it out. It's, it's pretty quality. fun to listen to. All, All right. right. Talk, Talk to you soon. Next week. I'm Wyndham Lewis. On behalf of my brothers, Jeremy Sartori and Christian Lewis, thank you very much for listening to the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. 
Many thanks also to our heroic producer, Damian Kendall, and to Simon Doom for our epic intro music. Learn more about the pod at brotherpod.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and it's extremely helpful if you rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>